Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So today's episode, we are going to be speaking with Kevin Dennis. He is the owner of Fantasy Sound Events Services. Have you thought a little bit about lighting when it comes to your event? Have you thought what you could do with it? Do you know the different types of options that are out there? Have you even looked into it in regards to elevating the design and the feeling of your event? Today, we are going to be exploring the different types of options for lighting. Kevin will go over all the different options for lighting that's available. He'll also give you some tips and some tricks in regards to what it takes about installing it and the difference with tent lighting versus a reception venue lighting. So if you are even thinking about lighting or don't even know where to start when it comes to lighting, today's episode is for you. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. I am your host, Sarah Zarella. And I am excited to introduce you to our guest today, Kevin. So hello, Kevin. How are you? I am excellent. So for our listeners, Kevin, can you tell them who you are, who you serve, and what you do? Sure. So I'm Kevin Dennis. I'm the owner of Fantasy Sound Event Services. We are in a town called Livermore, California, which is we are about 45 minutes east of San Francisco. And we have our own little kind of nice little wine region out here. We have about 65 wineries now. We're about an hour and 15 minutes kind of south of Napa. So um, we, we were kind of the first to have the wineries, but the Napa is the more famous of them all. But um, so our company does lighting, uh, DJ and photo booths for weddings, you know, and we cover the Bay Area. We do stick a lot to our little uh, wine region out here because it does keep us pretty busy. So Napa just took you over, huh? <laughs> uh, it's funny because in the pandemic, of all things, I uh, started doing, you know, we all had to kind of pivot and do whatever. Um, I started doing virtual wine tours for Winte Vineyards, which is one of the largest uh, family-owned wineries in the country. And I learned a lot about, like, our little region. Back in the 18, like 1880s, there was about 65 wineries in the Livermore wine region. We were the wine region back then. And then the uh, good old prohibition hit and then wiped out all the wineries. And then uh, it took off in Napa and not here in Livermore. So kind of a little, we're off topic, but kind of a little interesting. I thought it was interesting when I when I learned it. Yeah, I like that little little history yeah. lesson. Yeah. Speaking of history, tell us our history lesson with you. How did you get involved with the event industry? So I started out as a DJ in high school. Um, I was a nerd and I wanted to meet girls. I'll be honest with you. And I noticed that the girls uh, all uh, clamorated to the DJ when he was up there doing his thing. So I learned how to DJ and then uh, the rest is history. So I started out 
you know, our company back in 1989 is a DJ service. Uh, in 95, we started offering multiple services. So that's when we changed our name to Fantasy Sound Event Services. Um, you know, and as our little wine region out here has grown uh, with more wedding venues and event venues, we've kind of grown along with it. So the question is, did you meet girls? I did meet girls. So it was, it was a good thing. <laughs> good. I'm still a nerd. I'm still a nerd, though. Perfect. Well, being a nerd, we're going to talk about lights today and we're going to nerd out on lights, right? That's okay, it. let's do it. Yes. I know you do a lot of different things for your company, uh, DJing and photo booths and lights, but today's episode for our listeners will be geared towards lights. So for those who are getting married and you're thinking about how to elevate your wedding with lights, Kevin's your man. So we're going to talk a little bit about, so with that said, Kevin, Tell us what happens in regards to a couple. How do they even know if they need, want lights? What are they going to do as far as getting the inspiration? Just take us through the process of even starting to think about lights. Sure. So they're going to, you know, start looking at their venue and and then they're going to start like, uh, you know, stalking their venue on social media. Uh, and then, you know, and then they're also through the planning process going to be looking at, you know, inspiration photos like through Pinterest and different things. And they're going to they're going to start finding, OK, we need you know, we want the pretty we want it to glow. We want all the, you know, hanging florals. We want chandeliers. We want some drapery behind us, you know, all those different things, you know, and it's all going to kind of come through. I think the discovery process for the couples as they're trying to, you know, figure out what they need um, as they really find out their venue so that we, we will have clients that come to us and they don't have a venue. They don't know where they're at, but they know they want lighting. Unfortunately, we can't do anything with them until they figure out where the wedding's going to be. You know, um, you know, obviously the date, you know, is very important to know if we can even do the wedding. But, you know, is it, you know, like we're, we'll talk about tents a little bit later. Is it inside of an event venue? Is it in a tent? Uh, is it in a, in a hotel space? What are, you know, is there rigging points for us to rig things from the ceiling or do we have to bring in rigging such as trussing or light stands or different, you know, shepherd hooks to hold chandeliers or different things like that? You know, so there's a lot of variables that go into it. So, you know, couples, before you go out and start talking to lighting vendors, a couple of things you should do. One, know your venue. Two, know your date. You know, obviously those are two kind of important things, but also, you know, come, you know, go, go stock your venue on on uh you know instagram stock them you know on pinterest start getting some inspiration photos because that is going to help you kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like as well because i think it's important you know figuring out what they do not like as well as much as they you know knowing what they like i think that's a really good point too is that i mean obviously you're going to research your venue and research you know other weddings that you've seen but it's really important to know also what you don't like yeah i do yeah I, you know, that's a good way of tackling that absolutely so kevin once they got their inspiration and they go to you what's the next step in regards to thinking about elevating their wedding or event with lighting so a couple of different things we can do is we can, you know, we have photos and, and, and different things from all the different venues that we could show them. We kind of take them along the journey is like, you know, you have to build the foundation of your lighting, which starts with up lights, you know, spotlights. Those are kind of the foundations. Then you build in, you know, do you want a color wash on the walls? Do you want a gobo pattern on the walls? And then we kind of keep building out from there. You know, from there, then do we like chandeliers? Do we want hanging floral? Do we want drapery behind the head table, sweetheart table? Do we want like, you know, right now it's popular to have, you know, the grass wall hedges. 
We have, uh, you know, like a reclaimed wood wall that is really popular, you know, so depending on the theme, the style of the wedding that, you know, the couple's going for, then we can kind of find, you know, backdrops for the sweetheart head table, backdrops for the cake. Sometimes people even use things for like the escort card tables and all those different kind of things, uh, you know, just to really, you know, kind of theme it all together, make it all cohesive and go from there. But a lot of it is, you know, just talking to the couple, you know, getting to know what they like, you know, what is their home decor like? What are the colors of their wedding? You know, what, you know, and all those different kind of things are also going to help as well. And I'm assuming too, that there's two types of weddings out there. If you're going to put them in, in big categories, weddings sure. intense and weddings would not intense, not intense. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, there's other ones in between, but obviously, you know, there's obviously a big difference when you're lighting a tent. So talk to me a little bit about, let's talk about for the listeners who are getting married in a tent. Let's start with that first, right? Talk sure. to me a little bit about the logistics of lighting a tent, installing, like who's responsible for all this? Well, you got to work with the tent company. So, that who, you know, who's installing, you know, the biggest thing is there's a lot of logistics involved when it comes to tents, you know. When is the tent coming up? Is it going to be up a day or two days before the wedding? You know, when is the tent even coming down? So we know how fast we got to get all the, the lighting down. You know, you got to understand all the tents have different, um, uh, they're rigged for different weights. So, you know, so we can only put so much weight on the, on the tents themselves, you know, so you got to figure out all that and got to start doing a lot of math to figure out, you know, we can only hang certain amount of lights. We can only do this. We can only do that. And then the biggest thing is where's the tent going to be? Is it located next to any electricity? So um, when it comes to lights, uh, electricity is very important. So therefore, uh, you know, do we have to bring in an outside generator? Um, there's a lot of generators now that um, they're called WhisperWatt generators that you can get and they'll run and they're, uh, the big ones are, are like diesel motors, but they, they're so quiet, they, they just kind of hum. And, you know, once you have your band or your DJ going, you won't even, you don't even hear the generator at all. They're they're not like the old school generators that make lots of noise. So, I mean, there's, so you got to really understand the logistics, uh, you know, that's involved. And then from there, then we start, all right, we, you know, and then we, start, I usually go from that, that point, I start pitching ideas to them. Have you, what about if we did this? What about if we did that? And, and going from there, and then that's how we kind of get to the final uh, lighting design. So what are some of those ideas? Talk to me a little bit about how you design for the space and let's go with a tent, for example. So sure. So getting some kind of color on either on the, the roof of the tent uh, is the tent going to have sidewalls or is it going to be open? If it has sidewalls and putting some kind of color, you know, which would be the up lights on there as well. Um, you know, even if there's pattern on the, on the roof of the ceiling and, or, uh, you know, or texture, all that kind of stuff I think is important. Then from there is like, what are we going to hang to? I like to always create, uh, things over the, um, dance floor and over this, you know, head table, sweetheart table. I, I feel like if we're going to hang, Anything up, those are the two like minimums where, where we need to do it. So obviously everything is money, right? I, I mean, let's go. Oh, you know. 100%. So, and, you know, obviously if somebody has a larger budget, awesome. But you just touched upon something. If somebody has a smaller budget, what are kind of the two main areas that you suggest that they focus on? Not the smaller budget, but someone with um, a budget. A minimal that, budget. Yeah, a, min yeah. a minimal. What's yeah. the areas yeah. that you suggest that they focus on first? I would say up lights for sure. You need to, I mean, anything you're doing, you, it's the color on the walls. And when your photographer is taking photos in the room, 
it's adding that kind of texture behind the folks. So it's not just this blank wall. There's just, it, it, it warms up the photos. It looks, it makes it look nice. A lot of couples too nowadays are, are keeping it, you know, the softer colors, you know, like a softer purple, a softer pink, a softer, you know, even like a champagne color, which is almost like a candlelight color, you know, keeping it that, that, you know, so it doesn't look so much like a nightclub, you know, cause it's, it's, it, we can take it so quickly, you know, couples will go so quickly. And I'm like, you know, your wedding's going to look like a nightclub. You know, that's, I, yes. I tell them that, you know? So it's like, do you want it to look like a nightclub? And some do, you know, but it's just, it, 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 it's, you know, it's like, how do they want the guests to feel, you know, in, in the end? So, and a lot, a lot of words I hear a lot is they want it elegant, you know, nice. They want the guests to have a good time. So when it's that way, it's, you know, it's all those softer colors and adding something behind uh, goes a long way. It really does. Now, talk to me. We talked a little bit about the tent. You said, you know, letting the outside and, you know, talk to me a little bit about now the other category, a non-tented wedding. Sure. So there's a couple different. So like where we are, there's two event venues that we work at that have an open aired ceiling. So what it is, is we have access to all the, you know, the rafters and, uh, you know, struts in the ceiling, everything holding it up. Therefore we can rig to the ceiling, you know, so we have that. Then there's tents that have a, you know, a solid, or I mean, venues that have a solid, you know, you know, ceiling on them. So there, you know, and there's no rigging points. So from there, that's when we have to bring in light stands, trussing, different things to do it. And I, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, you know, for the couples, they're a little bit more limited what we can and can't do when, when the ceiling's that way. So, you know, even like, um, out, you know, we're a little bit in the country out here in the vineyards and there's some barns and, um, you know, about maybe five, six years ago, barn weddings started getting really popular out here. So even barns have, you know, the open, you know, like open air, there's, there's beams going across, we can hang from stuff, you know, we you can even put market lights across and do different things. So, you know, you know, what, what, what is, the logistics of the the room, so to, so to speak, that's kind of where we need to start. So and I, sometimes, and I'll be honest with you, the other thing, real quick, before we move on, is having the couple. I'll do a lot of site surveys with them, so you go stand in the space with them and start pointing things out, and then they understand their limitations of what they can and can't do. That's you know, interesting that you just brought that up because I was going to say, obviously, with a tent, as long as you got that power source, you get a little bit more of a blank canvas, and you could do a little hundred percent. But with a venue, if somebody wants to bring <clears throat> lighting to their venue to elevate it, they really have to talk it out with the lighting company and their venue to see where their like restrictions are. So sometimes like someone like yourself well, going out yeah. to the venue, it could really help them understand what's going on. Well, that too. And then what 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 else is happening in the wedding? Is there are they having, you know, a big band that needs three, four circuits of power? You know, do they have the caterers bringing in an espresso machine that needs electricity? You know, so what, you know, because that happens, you know, that's where I think a lot of folks miss the boat is like, we're doing this, this and this, you know, and I even tell them too, like in, when we're doing the planning process, if you bring in anything additional, you need to let us know because we, you know, we're allocated X amount of electricity for this and we're, we're going to take this room to its capacity. Therefore, there's only a li limited amount left. So if you're bringing in things, logistically, things might not work when we might have to then put a generator outside the door, or, you know, things like that. That's a really smart tip, great nugget, because a lot of people yeah. may not think of the logistics behind it. Like you said, you know, just let your vendors know what's coming and what's going because that could affect exactly what you said, like what they're planning 
in regards to there's only so much power that can go into yeah it's some of these venues you know that are older the power there's very little power in the in in those venues and and the the other thing to remember too when it comes to power they're going to see a bunch of different outlets on the wall and they're going to go well there's like eight outlets there so you got plenty of power well it's like are four of those outlets connected together you know like there's all kinds of different logistics some of these newer venues each outlet is its own circuit you know kind of thing where the older venues it's the whole walls one circuit another wall is a circuit and sometimes two walls are on the same circuit so it just you know you never know kind of the the cards you're being dealt so that's why you got to ask a lot of those questions and the couples you know they don't know that they just see pretty pictures and want you know they want their wedding to be pretty right and that's why some of these site tours would be great it's funny oh. you bring that up because you know where where we're at over here we're in Rhode Island which is Newport which is you know a big mecca for weddings but it's the lovely historic district i mean i, I mean it's the mansions right we all want to get married in the mansions but they are old buildings and they are first off they're they're historic so you can't even there's a lot of things you can't even do as far as upgrading them um in regards to like the bones is what i'm saying yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. um a lot of funny it's I, I talked to a lot of bands djs entertainment and uh, it's like, you know, they, they know what they're doing. They come prepared, but they know what they're working with. And they always have their own answers to well, the lack of power that's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that and even like even, you know, you might not even be able to tape your cords. So having like mats down or things that you could do, you know, when you're dealing with those, especially really historic places, they're very, you know, we have one on the other side of the uh, the bay from us that we work at called the Cole Mansion. And the it, it's they're very strict on what you can can't do and there's i feel like there's someone watching over you the whole time you're setting up and they're they're just waiting for you to break a rule or do something and i'm always you know it's always that uncomfortable feeling that someone's looking over your shoulder but well you, you know they you gotta... know, it's, it's funny that you say that because there is a few venues here and they mm -hmm. are watching you but i talked to some of the security guards and they're like i'm only here because it's a it's a like historic building so there's no. like so yeah. many rules but so I, I joke around I'm like you're watching me he's like I am watching you <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know what we'll do Kevin is let's do this for our listeners let's take a quick break okay. and when we come back I would love to kind of actually talk a little bit about the different types of lighting elements that are available sure. um just so it gives the people some ideas of like what they could sure. do with their wedding and then also too there's a huge trend that's out there so let's talk about that for our listeners all right, you got it. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So before the break, we were talking with Kevin, our lighting expert over here, about how to elevate your wedding with lighting. We talked a little bit about the differences of tent lighting versus your reception lighting, what some pros and cons are, and some restrictions that may come with either or lack of. But you know what, Kevin? Let's t talk a little bit about actual lighting, Tell our you listeners, I mean, what what can they do? What's out there? So they, up lights is going to be the colors on the wall, you know, and then, you know, having some kind of can lights to do some kind of color wash. Sometimes we'll just wash an entire wall, you know, something 
you know, it's been around for a long time that I feel like the trend comes in and out as times go on is, but having like some kind of pattern or texture, you know, and that can go over like lounge furniture, or it could go over like the dance floor area. We can do a wall with it, you know, so there's a lot of different uh, stuff too. So something too that couples do is like at one of the venues we work at, there's an exit door, you know, like it just, it has to be there. And you you can't block it with anything, you know, because if the fire marshal comes in, you're they're going to shut down the wedding. So a lot of times, what we'll do is we'll just uh, put a gobo wash over it, and it just kind of blends it in, and, and then it, it makes it look more aesthetically pleasing for your photos and all that kind of stuff. So you know that that's a big thing. And then from there, you know, spotlights. I was going to say you mentioned patterns, right? So yes. question for those people that are thinking patterns. I mean, obviously. We've seen it. We, we work events. Uh, there's the obvious for me um, or maybe some for the listeners. Like if you're having a winter wedding, like, you know, you could put patterns of snowflakes. Or I've seen that a lot just to bring like more of the ambience in. But what's some other patterns that you can do? What's, what, what do you mean by that? So the believe it or not, there's 7000 different you know patterns that we can, uh, you know, choose from and they're constantly ever, uh, you know, that that number's ever growing, um, you know, but you can get like you know, a tennis ball to the Las Vegas sign to the Golden Gate Bridge to the New York, you know, skyline, there's all those kind of patterns there to do like themed events, or, you know, sometimes they even use them in retail, you know, these type of lights, they'll use them to, you know, promote some kind of retail stuff. But there's a lot of like patterns that are out there that are, um, you know, kind of wedding-ish they have, you know, from, you know, just curly patterns to, I like a lot of the, uh, the foliage patterns, so like like kind of tree looking patterns. There's one that I love that's my absolute favorite to use. It's called Backyard Brush is the name of it. But it really, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it's just a texture. It looks like nothing. And that's what I love about it. I love because then I can overlap it. And it doesn't look, you know, because some of these patterns are like wallpaper. You know, there's that you got to match them up just right or it's going to look horrible. So with that said, I like the non- you know, like just these kind of frilly patterns that you can overlay on each other and really kind of create your own look. And I, you know, for some reason that backyard brush, and there's another one we use a lot called in the thicket, you know, it has a little bit more foliage look to it, but it, they, they, when you overlap them and put them on, it just provides texture. So there's a florist we work with a lot. She likes, um, she calls, she, uh, she likes it and we blur out the pattern on the table and that's how she likes her spots is it's a pattern with a champagne gel and it's blurred. So it doesn't matter what pattern I'm using because it's blurred, you know, but that's that's what she, you know, that's her feel and that's what she likes. You know, so there's so many different ways to do it. And then there's also custom, you know, so we can get, you know, names, dates, you can do one letter to a thousand letters to any kind of design and make it into a custom uh, monogram as well. I was about to say, that's getting more into monograms. So, yeah. so you got your uplighting, which is for the people who don't understand what that is. That's the the color, color on, the on, walls. The, on the walls. You got your patterns, which is designs, and then what's some other type of lighting you can bring? Oh, monograms. Spotlight. And monograms. Then- yep, monograms are important. You know, and a lot of people love them. Uh, you know, so because names, dates, and a lot of people too nowadays are. Uh, they're kind of theming their wedding. It could be some kind of a monogram. They're using it on the invitation. They're using it on the thank you cards. It's, you know, it's on the napkins. It's on the photo booth, you know, uh, strips. It's, you know, they're, they're using it. It basically becomes the logo of the wedding. So a lot of people like to, you know, use that in the wedding as well as like putting it on the dance floor, 
putting it on the wall above the you know the sweetheart head table. Uh, there's so many things you can do with it. And now you can even get them uh, motion in them as well. If, if it's a different type of a monogram, but you know, so you were talking about a winter wedding, you can have their monogram with like, you know, like looks like snow or stars coming through it, or you can do all kinds of different things with those as well. Uh, you know, so that's all the kind of things. But then the one thing too is, is doing just a wash, you know, instead of doing an uplight with the light coming from the ground is a light coming from the stand and you're just washing the wall with color. That's something we're starting to do a lot now. Um, it takes less of those lights than it does uplights to, to wash an entire wall. And, and you actually, instead of like when you do the uplights, it kind of, it's a V of color. When you wash the wall, it's it's just one one solid color. It, it's a cleaner look. I've been trying to convince more of my couples to go that way because it's a little bit more cost effective for them and it's a, it's a cleaner look. And us photographers like it better too, just because yeah, uh, you, you do get you get do you get a dead. It looks beautiful, but as far as photography goes, sometimes depending on what colors they pick for uplighting, you do get a dense grouping of lighting in your editing process. But anyway, that's getting very technical. Yeah. So no, but the, but okay, well, just, just know that with that. Softer colors, I'm assuming, I like softer colors on weddings. So instead of having a, a vivid purple or a vivid green, is that better for photography? I just, I, I'm not, since I have an expert, I want to ask you. Um, it's not so much the color. It's it's that there are certain colors, like it's more, it's not, it's not, let me back up for a second. It's not the color so much, Kevin. It's actually the um, shade of color that okay. it almost starts to look like, um, and, and I say fire, but remember when I, that's, this could happen with a green. It doesn't have to be with a, a, a pink, um, a, it looks like a candlelight. So you get this dense circle of where the can's really hitting the wall and oh. then where it spreads out. So it's, but you don't get that with the lighter, like I'm not like, so if it was a lighter green, if it was a lighter orange, a lighter pink, a lighter blue, but when you start to yeah. get with like the hot, hot colors, hot reds, hot pinks, like a hot, like a deep saturated green, where it hits the wall is going to be a denser color than when it starts to spread out away from the can, right? So yeah. um, it looks like almost a candle. You know how like a, you look like a candle flame? Yep. It's dense. 100%. So it's, it's fine. It's just that sometimes if you have, like you talked about, like an expression machine coming, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, or, or you've lounge furniture and you're taking pictures of people in that space, it's it's an eyesore for the for the photo. Again, mm -hmm. though, I don't want to discourage people from any type of lighting. Um, if, you know, like I said, you just you just knock it off a little bit. If somebody, I, I, I will tell you this. I have some couples that send me pictures, you know, what we talked about, like things that you don't like, right? And they're like, mm -hmm. I want up lighting, but I don't want it to look like that. And I say, well, that's not the editing, that's the lighting. So, you know, you just have to let, you just have to knock off the color a little bit. That makes sense, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, um, yeah. That's why I think I, I tend to like the softer colors because I feel like in the photos that we get back, they look better. Well, see, there you go. That's exactly yeah. it. There's a reason why you're probably going to the light, the softer colors because of that. Mm -hmm. Another option could be, you know, the pin lighting, spotlights. You know, you're going to want to highlight things like your cake, uh, you know, any kind of dessert bars or your sweetheart uh, table, head table, and even the flowers. I, I, I think it looks amazing when we get these photos back from the weddings. And it, they're just, you know, the, you could tell the lights are off complete in the room, but there's this nice glow and all the flowers are there. The other thing, too, to remember, a lot of couples are spending you know, two, four, five hundred dollars on these uh, centerpieces on these tables. And if uh, when the lights go off, they're dark and they're gone. No one sees them again. The little spotlight of color on those makes it go a long way. So anything you want to highlight, anything I always tell my couples that they spend a lot of money on, 
pin lights, spotlights are, are going to go a long way. The other thing too is getting popular is moving moving headlights. So they and those have uh, patterns, colors, and you can you know those are more like dance style lights, but that's starting to get more popular at uh, weddings now too. And you talked a little bit about highlighting, uh, you know, elements in your wedding with the pin lighting. Right now, we're seeing a big trend. So talk to us about that. Um, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I, you know, there's a big trend out there. With the uh, florals right now, right? You got it. Yes. Yep, yep, yeah. So is it out um, there the same way it's out here? Because it's... It is. Yes. It's, I mean, it's every and any type of floral. So, I mean, we started building structures to that... Uh, for the florist that they can hang from. So we have like an arbor that we hang from the ceiling that's 12 feet by 12 feet. It's, you know, we have a white one and we have a stained wood one. So whether, the, depending on what the feel of the wedding is, but then you come in with the greenery and, you know, and then sometimes they're adding flowers. I'll be honest with you, a lot of florists nowadays, because it's hanging so high in the ceiling, they're using fake flowers, you know, and you can't, like I, I, a lot of times we're, you know, cause we have the lift that gets them up and down and I'm like, wow, that's fake. You know, like I, you can't tell. And especially when it's, you know, 12 feet in the air, you're not going to definitely know, you know, you get more bang for your buck that way. So, you know, but that's the big trend is so working with the florist, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. We have some amazing uh, florists that we work with and we have some that are like, you know, are just trying to get into the trend. So they're trying to do it and they just don't understand the logistics of it, you know, because, you know, like I always tell them, I'm like, how many rigging points do they have? And then when I get the question back, what's the rigging point? Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to be, it, uh, we're in trouble. They don't, you know, because you got to know what we're doing. Roughly how much does it weigh? I don't know how much it weighs, you know? So, I, you know, there's things, but then there's other times we ask these florists, What's the rigging points? Well, we're going to have four rigging points and, or I'm going to bring a chain or we're going to bring it together. If you have a winch, we'll get it up and down, you know, and there's experts. And then we just come in and level it off for them. And then we put, you know, and then from there, then we'll spotlight it because you, you know, you spend all that money on a 10 foot, 12 foot, you know, floral hanging in the ceiling. You want it spotlit. The other thing we do with like a couple of the venues that have the open air ceiling is we'll drop Edison bulbs you know, through it. So then it has that look or, or maybe some market lights. Some people call them bistro lights, but the string lights that goes through, that's another option, you know, even dropping chandeliers in there as well. You know, we have some geometric chandeliers that, that people love, you know, depending on what type it, you know, a wedding it is. Sometimes you can use a standard chandelier, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Those are all like, you know, options as well. But it, at that point, it becomes a collaboration between, you know, the couple, the florist, and, and, and the lighting company. And that is the perfect example of why a pin lighting would come in a great effect because you have such a masterpiece up there, you know? Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's always sad because I've had couples that go, oh, I don't really, let's cut that. I'm like, you understand, we cut that. The You know, this big, the thing you're spending thousands of dollars on is not going to be visible, you know? And I always I joke with my couples, but in, in wedding money, uh, pin spots, you know, they're a thirty-three dollar uh, per item, you know, uh, cost. You're, it, it's it's pennies when it comes to wedding money, you know, and, and for a bang for your buck, you know. Well, thank you, Kevin, for explaining a little bit about the pin lighting on these beautiful floral decor installations that we're seeing. And um, it's funny because it's definitely a trend over here. So I can see it's over on the West Coast. So it's here. Yeah. It's here. It, it, it's here. I don't think it's going to go away for a while either. So. No, because they're so beautiful. Yeah. And and yeah. it's and it's funny because 
for me, I'm on the ground, I'm taking pictures. You actually see them up close and personal. Didn't even realize that a lot of these are fake, but you know what? Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I bet you some of them are being installed, especially if it's at a tent like day like a day before, or maybe oh, very yeah. early, early before the wedding, you know? Some of them, I'll be honest with you, we put up two to three days before when we're in a tent, you know, because it just you can. So you don't have the time. All yeah. right. Well, with that said, it's time for a wrap-up question, but I'm sure we gave the listeners a little bit to think about when it comes to lighting and lighting options. What are some key points that couples should be asking lighting companies when they're inquiring to make sure that they're working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is an absolute perfect event? You know, I, I think a big thing is, you know, obviously reviews from other clients. You know, you know how was how it the experience other people had to work with? Another thing is looking at their portfolio, you know, um, that's, I'll be honest with you around here in my neck of the woods. I have so many people steal my photos and use them on their website or their Instagram. And it just, it blows my mind because I'll have people come up to me and they're like, I've seen your, this photo, but uh, that same company has it. I go, no one has it. We built that. It's, it's a very unique thing. So, you know, and they're like, oh, really? Well, why is it on their Instagram? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, so just, you know, making sure that, and then also I, I think a lot of it too, is talking to other wedding professionals, you know, getting, getting, you know, what is it like for the venue? Does the venue have a great experience with this company? I think goes a long way. Or if it's, you know, a coordinator, you know, you're hiring a wedding coordinator to plan your wedding. Does that wedding coordinator have a great experience with that company? Because I think a lot of that goes a long way, especially like in, in my neck of the woods here, there's, there's a few venue venues that only allow, vendors to come in, you know, two to three hours prior to the wedding, but I have a relationship with them. They'll, they'll let me in starting eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Sometimes they'll, I'll come in a day before and preset stuff. So then their staff can come drop things and then it becomes a collaboration. So, you know, just really, I think talking to your, you know, your venue, your coordinator, you know, and then just making sure that, you know, they're reputable, like by looking at their reviews, you know, you could look at Google, Nanat, WeddingWire, Yelp, you know, all those different places, you know, have clients had great experiences with them. Well, that's great advice, Kevin. It's funny because I've been saying it lately about the Instagram, right? Like that's like the number one thing most of us wedding vendors out there lead with. We say, you look for pictures. So whether that be in Pinterest and nowadays it's Instagram, however, you got to be careful with it. Because you just talked about how some people were taking your imagery. I mean, it happens all the time. But also, too, another thing to think about is, you know, a lot of us are busy. A lot of us mm -hmm. are doing this. I mean, we are out creating and designing and installing and you name it. And then some of us are, you know, the, we don't have the time to keep up on our Instagram accounts. That is a full-time job. So my point, what I'm trying to say is, just because someone has this beautiful Instagram account or someone, you just got to make sure that A, it's their work and B, they um, they have the experience behind it. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah, totally. No, I get it. Because you could, you know, um, you know, people get FOMO, you know, like, you know, why is Susie the florist so much busier than me, you know, kind of thing. But yet, you know, it's not real. You know, it, it, it's, you know, it's, they're posting either past photos or they're sharing photos of other people's work and you know so yeah you got to kind of watch out for the instagram because it, it you know i always i always I, i'm always cautious on what we put on ours and and what we do because i feel like so many clients look at that as like trusted you know I, you just got to be careful be careful that's all and also too i mean i don't want to scare anybody i mean obviously it's a great starting place but i think the other thing that what kevin what you were saying is you start there 
And then yeah. you peel away the onion a little bit and you just talk to the mm-hmm. venues. You talk to vendors. You read the reviews. And you talk to the person. Like you said, like, you know, you'll know. You'll know when someone knows what they're talking about. I mean, you don't have to be in the industry. Just talk. Just talk it yeah. out. Yeah, um, no, big time. But with that said, I could sit here all day and talk to you about the lovely subject of lighting because it's just, it's, I mean, I'm a photographer. It's such a beautiful thing to photograph. It does elevate. So for those listeners out there, if you're thinking about doing lighting, definitely look into it. It definitely elevates the mood, the feeling, and the visual of your event. But I want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to planning a stress-free wedding planning journey. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? Sure. So we're uh, on, you know, obviously our website, fantasysound.com. Um, you know, you can find us at uh, FSES events on Instagram. You know, those are probably the two best ways to uh, to connect with us. Um, and, and I'll even, I'll, I'll go crazy. I'll throw it out there. My email address is really simple. It's my name, Kevin at fantasysound.com. So if you had any questions or need a referral for a lighting company somewhere else in the country, you know, I, I, I used to be involved in a great association called WIPA. I was the uh, president for a long time. So I have some great contacts all around the, uh, all around the country. And then what I'll do is for our listeners, I will have Kevin's information up on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog, which is at our website page, which is sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. So thank, thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.